Welcome back to the Pucha playlist. Jenny and I unfortunately did not watch anything, but Andy, are you still watching Siren or Dr. Romantic? No, I haven't watched any more episodes of Dr. Romantic, and I already finished Siren. Uh, so, I, yeah, I don't know if they're going to make a season two. I feel like Siren would have been pretty good success, uh, but we'll see. But yeah, I haven't seen much of Dr. Romantic 3 uh, after last week. Without spoiling anything, are you pretty satisfied with how Siren ended in comparison to Physical 100? Yeah, I kind of am happy with... Because, you know, well, Physical 100 had that, like, hiccup at the very end for the finale. Yeah. And, um, oh, they released uh, Season 2 for Physical 100 as well. Uh, but for Siren, I was pretty happy with it. I did talk to someone else about it, and he was, he was like, I like this other team. And I was like, no, I like this <laughs> other team. So it's all <laughs> personal preference. So Jenny and I don't know who won, but how did the team you were rooting for perform? Yeah, I think the, the one I was rooting for, they performed really well. That's nice. good. I, That's I, without good. giving any spoilers, I don't know what else to say <laughs> for that. There's only six teams, so. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, then. Um, Jenny, is there any housekeeping stuff we should get out of the way? No, I don't think so. Um, our episode of Strongo Dobon Soon has been out for this month, so make sure to check it out. I think next month's Patreon is a little bit TBD still, so let us know if you guys have any um, ideas or shows that you want us to review for Patreon. Just DM us or message us on Discord. Are there any dramas on the horizon that we should keep an eye on? Uh, there's a lot for this year. Um, there's, uh, I won't get into it. I feel like there's a lot in my head, but I feel like I'm going to give out the wrong names and get out the wrong information. So I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there um, on the socials and we'll, we'll feel everyone's um, intentions out. I did see that, like, for, well, this is for Brandon, but this isn't something I don't really want to watch. But the, girl, the main character about. from Glory... She is uh she's out in a K drama as well and it looks interesting but it looks a little scary so I don't know if mm. I want to watch that. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about this other K drama yeah, with same. Kim Terry in it. It's basically about how I think she gets possessed by a ghost or she's like mm. related something to ghosts. I don't know if she gets possessed but there's ghosts yeah. involved and I saw some clips and it looks right up my alley. Yeah. It's like actually pretty creepy and I figure that would not be a good Putch Playlist pickup because <laughs> I would be the only one loving it, but I'll probably watch that on my own time. I think it's called like The Revenant or something, mm. but it has um, Dino Nuggets from It's Okay Not To Be Ooh, Okay. Nice. And then, what did we see here? Oh, 2521. Yeah. Kim Teddy. Maybe this is like an October Patreon episode, you know? We'll do like a creepy October review of this one because it does look very, very creepy. But I actually don't know what platform it's on. Do you know? I don't know. Oh, I don't God, think God. it's Vicky or Netflix, but we'll see. All right. All right. Without further ado, should we get into our dramas? Which one do you guys want to do first? Oh, we can start with 19th Life and then we'll get into Kingdoland. Sure. All right. Let's do it. Cheers. So see you in my 19th Life. Uh, we're going to be reviewing episodes three and four. So we did finalize on a couple nicknames. So last week we only had Turtle, who was Seha's. Uh, so Soha? Soha? Soha's nickname. Um, and so we have Pantium, who is like obviously our main female lead. And Brandon and I were thinking about, oh, what are some like iconic turtle X something duos? And then we thought about the um, classic, you know, fairy tale about the rabbit and the turtle. And then we were like, oh, you know what? Bunny actually is a really cute name for her. Instead of bunny, we should call her rabbit because she is the, the rabbit reincarnation, just like from your story, Jenny. Oh so my god, from my story. That's true. That's <laughs> okay, true. okay, we'll say rabbit. But we figure her personality is also kind of like, you know, like hop, like all over the place, kind of sporadic. So I figure rabbit was a good one for her. Well, she grabs, she grabs um, his hand and takes him running. You yeah. Know? So and she's he's always bouncing. slow and steady and hesitant. So I think that's a good fit. Yeah, very true. And so we also have our Choan. So she is our second female lead. Um, and, you know, and she was also one of the K-dramas we reviewed last year, which was uh, Attorney Wu, Extraordinary Attorney Wu. And I think her nickname in there was Sunshine. And after watching these latest episodes, I feel like Sunshine still really matches her personality. So I wanted to keep her nickname as Sunshine. Um, and then for our second male lead, 
And, you know, after these episodes, we kind of know that they're a love line. I wanted to give him the nickname of Cactus because he's a little prickly. He's a little bit like, you know, like standoffish. But we know that sunshines and cactuses go hand in hand. So we're just rooting for that relationship. So I think those are going to be the nicknames moving forward for at least our main four characters. Um, a couple new character introductions in these two episodes. So we have the mean classmate. Um, he kind of came up. He's like, Oh, snobby. He, be, he was being really mean to Cactus. I don't know how relevant he's going to be in this drama. Yeah, I don't know. He might pop up here and there. But regardless, he's kind of a new person that we're seeing a little bit more of. And then there's this mysterious man uh, who was played by the actor who played... Sunje uh, from Crash Course, Crash Course in Romance. Romance that we saw this earlier this year. He kind of seems to be like a shaman, maybe? He has like the bells, which was giving everyone very Alchemy of Souls vibes. Um, so I think he's going to be somewhat important to the storyline. Um, but just for simplicity, I think I'm going to call him shaman until we find out what he's actually about. Maybe we'll change up his title once we find out um, his story. So with that... Um, Wait, you're not talking about the, the most important new character that we got. Oh, the mom? No, or? the uncle. The uncle that he, he reaches out to. Oh, who is Rawfish from Bloodhound? Yeah, I wanted to know <laughs> if Andy had picked that up. It's the same actor for Rawfish. Oh, I didn't I did know. The, he's the me group uncle when um, Turtle was like, I need some funds, and he reaches out to somebody. Oh, yeah. You know the one that was playing man. screen golf? That's yeah. who it is. Mm. Anyhow, so we have a couple new people. There's also the new the new girl as well. The one that goes hand in hand with the shaman, the mysterious girl who changed the flowers. And then later oh, on, yeah. she did the scene with, with the shaman. Yeah. She's like a so hip-hop She's also she's like a little like a sinister dancer. as well. Yeah, that's true. I actually totally forgot about her. But yeah, so we have Shaman and then we have the dancer. And it seems like they are like a combo deal. So we'll see how they play out. And we'll go into predictions on them in a bit. But I think that was it for new characters, right? That was it. But, you know, I just have to say watching these last two episodes, I think it's pretty clear that the writers listened to Put Your Playlist because <laughs> I feel like they answered a lot of our questions that we had in the last episode. I agree. And I was actually going to throw this over to you, Andy, first, because I know out of the three of us, I think you had the most like uncertainty about this drama. Like there was a handful of gripes that you mentioned um, when we talked about first impressions last week. But after episode three and four, do you feel like any of those were answered? Do you feel a little bit better about things or like, you know, do you feel like things have been explained to you? No, I mean, they did explain things. I think they explained things not necessarily the way I would want them to be explained. I think they mm. still explained it. Um, I, I still am uncertain about the relationship. I think it's also because of the, the way they interact with each other. She's very like pushy towards him and she's always mm. saying, like, oh, let me date you, let me date you kind of a thing. Uh, but like he doesn't really know that much of her backstory and her vibes is like mirroring her old vibe so he's very confused about what's going on as well about like wait mm -hmm. is she like the same is she the one uh, and it's, it seems like she's kind of playing with him as opposed to like she's doing like as opposed to being affectionate uh, so that gives me a little bit more weird vibes as well mm, i do know another thing you mentioned was like you know why is she not seeking out everybody from her previous lives? You know, for example, we talked about Kim Shianti last week. You're like, why does she only look for her in her 19th life, not her 18th life? Do you feel like some of that was explained a little bit more as well? No, I, I definitely don't think so as well. I think like mm. we do see another flashback saying right before the uncle passed away in the, in the 17th life. He's like, don't worry, I'll come back and take care of you in your next life. But they, she never did in her 18th life. She never went out to go seek her. Uh, and then in her, she was a kid. Andy. Yeah, she was a kid. But like she didn't like it wasn't on her mind, like just as much as like in her, her 18th life or her ninth. Sorry, in her 19th life, right when she got reincarnated, she ran. She just bolted straight and tried to find the kid. But as opposed mm -hmm. in her 18th life, when she found out, she's like, oh, eh, I'll do it later. It's on my to do list kind of a thing. Uh, mm -hmm. And so like that doesn't feel like uh, um, her the, her characteristics is not like uniform throughout all of our lives. That's what it feels like. Also in her third life, the main reason why she got like pushed off was because, well, yeah, clearly she's like dressed up as like, you know, kind of like a homeless kid kind of thing, like very like dirty yeah. and just jumps into a noble house and just say, mom, mom, mom. OK, clearly that's not going to work out. And then for you to be a little bit jaded from that, um, from like someone that really is missing you and wants to see you that I feel like that's a completely different story where like she can just come out and say, 
hey, this is actually me. I can explain it. Yeah, I think, I guess just like my only argument against that one is her, her child life between the 18th and 19th are on two polar opposite ends. She has such a loving family in her 18th life. And she was a kid. It, I do think it would have been weird for her to try to find this this kimchi lady and say, I'm your uncle. But in the 19th life, her childhood was much rougher. Her her dad is an alcoholic taking her money. Uh, I, I forget. I think the mom ran away. I took that as she's kind of running away from that family. And so she was kind of on her own. And so then it was okay for a child to look out for or look for kimchi grandma. And it looks like she still doesn't keep in contact with her family still. Yeah. So it's just a little bit different circumstances in my opinion. I also think one thing, and I don't know if this is maybe just how I'm like what I'm getting from the show because the uh, actress is like very consistent. So like, I remember that we've got a lot of flashbacks of, um, rabbits like 18th life right and kind of like the struggles that her family was kind of or her mom's especially was going through because she was like why are you so different now like we literally went on this trip and you're like a completely new person and i actually don't think that the time between when she remembered everything in her past lives to when she died i actually think that was like very um short span because the actress looked very similar um and like it wasn't like there was a lot of moments and memories so like in my head, it was like within a year, she like remembered everything mm. and then she died. So I think maybe that might play into it. I don't know if that's 100% accurate, but just based off of how they portrayed that one actress, I just was like, oh, dude, she literally remembered Metsoha and then died in like within a year. So I kind of feel like maybe Brandon's right where she didn't have the opportunity. But regardless, I do think I very, very differently than you, Andy. Like last week, I was like kind of, you know, a little bit more on board with the whole, like, oh, why didn't she reach out to other family members, you know, especially in this life where she's a lot older now. It's like, you know, she has her sister, her mom, her dad. Like, why didn't she ever try to care about them? But these two episodes actually really sold me on, like, how tough that actually must be for her. Um, even the scene with the third life to the first life where, you know, when she goes back in time and she's like, mom, uh, like that, I was like, oh, wow, like that must be very traumatizing. And, you know, even though they show it that one time, I'm sure she's tried in like multiple times after that. And it just probably never works out that way, you know? So I was actually like very okay with how they explained it. And maybe I just like this drama a lot. So I'm like, yeah, that's a great explanation. But mm-hmm. I thought, I thought that that was like a really great touch where they added that backstory like made me feel really good about it I feel like for you to you also have to be cognizant of the person that you're telling it to Mm -hmm. and how it's going to effectively change their life too you know what I'm trying to say oh yeah dropping that news that hey your older sister for example is back uh, uh, I'm reincarnated yeah it's such a life-changing information that you're going to drop on someone for sure it's almost like unfair to do it in the wrong situation or like how you're going to put that news on someone you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. just because you really want to maybe the other person doesn't may not feel that way across all of the lives yeah that's true plus it's just like imagine if you you know put put a lot of effort and you had a lot of like love and time and stuff invested this person they died and they come back and some random person is like oh i'm the reincarnated daughter you know and especially like i think they touch on how rabbit's um current family is just like not very well off like her brother is asking for money and even in front of turtle she was like wow this looks really bad because you probably think that i'm asking you up because i want your money you know and i feel like maybe because of that backstory as well it's tough for her to then go to her 18th life family who's well off and be be like hey i'm your daughter like it feels very like con manny you know so i think definitely that's a good i don't know it's like a tough thing for her to put on other people i think one thing that they clarified in the last two episodes that i've been thinking about is just the fact that um you the rabbit doesn't know when she's gonna she or he is gonna come back mm-hmm. and at what point i think they did clarify that yeah. it could be kind of random and so the fact that she did come back so quickly to to be able to meet Soha again. Mm-hmm. And right before she died, you know, she was saying things like, I'll get married to you. Or I think he was saying, like, get married to me. And mm-hmm. she was like, I'll always be there for you. I'll protect you. Yeah. The fact that she was able to come back right away, I wonder if that instills some, some type of, or a sense of duty mm-hmm. that she has to fulfill that 
promise of always protecting Salha. Yeah. And that's why she's being really adamant about it. But what do you think, Andy? Well, they did mention that the reason why potentially she got brought back right away, she ponders that, oh, it maybe it's because I was murdered. Uh, that's why I came back. Because she said, oh, maybe I usually come back like X amount of time, but I got reborn right away. It's because I was murdered. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's probably the case uh, in that situation. Yeah, and you know what? I also think she also promised Kinchianti that she would come back for her. And like, if you think about her 17th, 18th, and 19th life, they were very consecutive. Because the fact that Kinchianti is still even alive, still alive means yeah. that like she wasn't born like years, years, years into the future. It was like still relatively close. So I definitely think this is like going to be the culmination, right? And we can see some of those factors come into play with you know the mysterious shaman guy, with the mysterious dancer person, like. It seems like there's something mystical that's about to happen to her. And I don't know, maybe we will get more information about the curse in the next couple episodes. I love the fact that um, Andy and you, Jenny, are like on separate ends. Because I feel mm. like for our listeners, there's probably people who are siding with either one of you guys and oh, maybe sure. seeing it. So even the scenes where they're, they're having like the cutesy dootsy episodes, I think that was like episode four. Like I know you were eating that up, Jenny. But <laughs> I, I could see like Andy was probably like, "Oh, it's too much," cringy. you know, like the alcohol yeah. drinking scene. I thought it was very, yeah. very cringy. I was like, I, I think this is more of a. I also think they're rushing it pretty quickly too, uh, for them to mm. have these like pretty fast scenes. So yeah. I was like, ah, uh, I don't know what he sees in her. I think maybe he sees that like this reminds her of her older sister, but she seems very, very pushy for me to be like, okay, this is a little too much for me mm. okay but andy if the roles were reversed and let's just say it was in a different drama but the dialogue and the script cough, was cough, exactly the, the same <laughs> like if the guy was saying the same thing like i'm gonna ask you out three times and mm. you know if you can do yeah, it if I you reject me all three times creepy too yeah 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 really i think it's I, not i think the intentions is cool but i think the way it was executed feels a little bit too 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 forced or like too uh like, I think you need to, like, make it slow. Make a slower adjustment to um, mm-hmm. getting to know each other. Because, I don't know, soundtrack number one, <laughs> I feel like it was Well, they already like knew that. each other in soundtrack number one, so you can't really compare that one with this one. Because, technically, he's, he doesn't know who she is for, like, and she just suddenly randomly appeared and just continues to say, let's date, let's date. And it feels a little bit too forced. I, so true. I think the reason why I'm okay with it is because I think she says it and I do agree that it comes off a little bit aggressive but in my head the way she's justifying it makes sense because she knows that like a lot of these bad events very like traumatize him a lot right so for example on the day of his birthday that's when her past self died and so in recent episodes she was literally like I need to like do something to get him out of that funk or forever he's just going to remember his birthday is my death day. So she's like, you know, trying to confess to him, you know, like do these like little things to like just shock him out of what I'm Mm -hmm. thinking is kind of his like traumatic memory. I do agree that like for him, it is probably like, well, what the heck? Like, where is this coming from? But I think like her intentions aren't creepy to me. Like, it's more of like, I'm just trying to help, but I don't know what the best way to do it is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think the way that she goes about it, she's she's like aggressive, but then she also like takes a step back before things get too much. Like, even when, you know, he was like, oh, I could kiss you and stuff like that. Like, she was literally like, no, I'm, you're going to regret it. Like, I'm not going to let you do it. And so she wasn't, like, taking advantage of him in any way. I still feel like she's just trying to win him over in a very aggressive way. But I haven't felt that she's overstepped the line yet, which is why I'm, like, so very on board with their romance. Yeah. I think my lens for this drama, though, is different than you, Jenny, and Andy. Because mm. for me, I just feel like she doesn't need to end up with him where they're like holding hands and kissing in the end. Mm-hmm. I feel that I've, I'm watching this drama as like a trauma healing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like sunshine has trauma and we can get into the second lead characters as well. I feel really bad for her. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think the uh, turtle has been doing her pretty bad. Cause I feel like sunshine lost both her older sister and she lost a friend, a childhood friend in turtle you know, and then she's also getting, you know, rejected by her love. So she has it hard. So I feel like Sunshine definitely needs to like heal from some of the trauma. Turtle mm-hmm. obviously has so much trauma, like anytime he sees trucks coming and all of oh, that. Yeah. So I just want everyone to be able to be healed by the end of it. 
I feel you. But I guess we'll touch on, we'll finish up the first love line between rabbit and turtle. Um, you know, I do think that the three confessions thing is very interesting. So do you they guys- They did it in hospital playlist. Oh, who? Eyeshadow did it with mama's boy. Oh, that's right, that's right. That's right. But I do think that's an interesting little bet that we can make. Do you guys feel like it's going to take until the last confession for him to say yes? Or do you feel like first one, second one? What's what's everyone's thoughts? I feel like that shit is so cute. The three confessions. And he was like, well, just ask me all now. I'm going to reject you. And like, obviously over 16 or however long this drama is, (laughs) it's just going to get better and better. Mm -hmm. Like he's going to hesitate on the second one. And on the third one, he's going to say yes, maybe. And I'm going to be like, ah, drama here. (laughs) All right. So you think it's third one. Andy, what about you? First, second, third? I I think it's third one. Oh, interesting. I don't think it's going to get to all three. I don't know if it's going to be the first one, but I think at least by the second one, she's going to say um He's going to say yes. And my bet is that something's going to happen. And then she has to do the third one again. And that's going to be like the ooh surprise moment, you know? Dude, what if she dies again? And she comes back another time. That and then in her new up. body, she's like, I'm going to ask you out for the third time. Oh, my gosh. Like Honestly, we don't know. It might happen, but I don't think it's going to go to all three. So let's see who wins this one. Um, and then last thing, I mean, Andy, you kind of touched on this, but the show is moving pretty fast with the romance. Like it seems like Turtle's already like kind of in his drunken mind, mistaking Rabbit for, you know, the 18th life version of her. Which episode do you guys think is like when he's going to realize? Is that the next two or is it going to take all the way to the finale? How many episodes is this? It's a 12th episode and we're already on finished four. Oh, wow. Andy, what do you think? What Brandon's thinking? Um, Probably maybe episode eight because it's a 12 upper. So somewhere mm. a little bit past the middle. Oh, okay, okay. Brandon, what about you? Yeah, seven, eight. Because nine, ten, they're going to have to go into the mom and mm. and then the car accident. And then 11, 12 is the wrap up. So yeah, seven, eight. Okay. So that means next week episode is really going to build us to this peak. And then they'll drop it. Pro- I'll say early seven. Interesting. I was gonna say I think by episode six he's gonna it's gonna end with him realizing. End of next? Yeah, end okay. of next one. I'm excited. All right, so let's get into the second lead couple. So Sunshine and Cactus. Andy, do you like this couple a little bit more? I do feel like they're definitely more of a slow burn and maybe more up your alley. Yeah, I think this one's definitely my couple to go to to watch in the show. <laughs> I think it's more realistic. Both of them are none of them are like being very forceful for the uh, towards the other. Uh, so yeah, I, I, it's just, I, I like this couple more. Mm. Well, Sunshine did ask, um, Cactus out on a blind date and he rejected her, even though I think we all know he didn't want to, but do you guys think that he likes her? Like, are we pretty set that they like each other or any hesitations there? So, you know, what's interesting. Andy thinks that main lead female rabbit is a little bit forceful. Uh-huh. I thought some of the stuff um, Sunshine was saying was a little bit too far where she was like, oh. what is your type? I'll mold myself into that oh, type. Yeah, and I'm like, say mm, that. That's mm-hmm. a little, that's a little bit. Yeah. You know? Like <laughs> that is my description of too much. Mm, interesting. Well, the main difference is obviously the backstory between. So like you got her, uh, you got uh, rabbit who is very, very old soul. Um, and, also, also knows everything there is to know about turtle so that's i think in the aspect in itself totally different because the other the other description of um of sunshine and cactus um she, she, they don't know like each other's full backstory yeah mm, yeah i, I think true. that backstory for sunshine was so cute and i loved when oh, it turns out yeah. that the person that she likes isn't turtle but mm-hmm. it's actually cactus but yeah. it kind of goes to what i was saying earlier about how turtle I think he's really mean to Sunshine. The fact (laughs) that one day he just decided, you know, I know this girl's going to be here, but I just can't be friends with her. So please go give her this umbrella. Mm -hmm. You just dropped her like a hot potato, bro. But then he was there with the umbrella and that was their first meet. And she said it was love at first sight. So So cute. I I do like Mm -hmm. that couple. Yeah, I think they're really, really cute. I just want to know what's holding him back. because money. Is it money? Is it the relationship with Turtle? Is it like, what is the problem? Like, why can't he do it? You know, my take on it is he has a chip on his shoulder because he doesn't come from money. And mm. you, you've learned that in the bar. 
Yeah. And his father passed away early and he needs to be the breadwinner for him and his brother. And so yeah. for him, like his duty is to make money. And Turtle's dad knows that. So he's always like giving him money and stuff, but then also kind of just uses him at his own will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think for him, just rejecting that money at the end in the envelope was like a, a step towards like breaking free of that. But until he fixes his money stuff, I don't even think he's going to think about dating because his one duty is just working. And he kind of keeps turtle in check as well that's true i i just hope it's not just money you know like i don't know i think, but there's, also, be, I like think there's something else yeah i think there's something yeah. else too yeah i, I don't I, think it's, it's not it's not like he's that like poor he has like a good job you know like he's like doing okay i don't know i feel like he I'm is still just the secretary you saw his ah, apartment like true. it's not like swanky yeah that's fair that's fair all right well we'll see i feel like he's trying to figure out his relationship with um Turtle's uh, father. Um, yeah. Turtle's mm. father is basically telling him to spy and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because we do know that um, from this past that he is like they are all connected together, right? Because yeah. he is yeah. the the son of the driver. I do like how everyone's connected in this drama. Yeah. Even the moment where, like, you know, uh, I think Cactus's dad passed away at the same time, around the same time as. Um, uh, sunshine or no no it wasn't sunshine's parents it was um oh my god i'm blanking um, rabbits passed like 18th light passed away and it was like that was at the same time so it's like they were all at the memorial home together and yeah like- yeah bonding <laughs> though is going to be who ordered the murder if it even is a murder yeah. and i feel like the mom is the prime suspect the so the mom is responsible for killing baby uh, 18th life uh rabbit, rabbit and yeah. cactus's dad Hmm, interesting. So I guess, he's already looking into the PL and it's like obviously yeah. there's some embezzlement or some funny money, funny business going funny, on. Funny, funny. Well, okay, let's talk about the set mom real quick. Cause I feel like she has been ominous, but she's also been very in the background. She hasn't like, you know, stuck out her claws yet, you know? So do you guys think that she's going to get pretty bad? Like she's going to be the main villain in the next couple episodes? Well, she tried to kill her boyfriend's son, then that's pretty bad. But we don't know that for a fact, you know. Let's just take things at face value right now. Like, right now at the hotel, she hasn't done anything to really screw over um, Turtle. Do you guys feel like we're going to see more of that? Or do you think she's going to be just kind of this, like, ominous figure in the background? I think she's going to react. She's going to be reactionary to mm. whatever he does. And I if see, she see. finds out that he's not looking into stuff, then she's going to react to that in kind. Mm, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, I, so I agree with Brandon. I think... He's reacting, also reacting to like the son who's like you know drunkenly yeah, barging yeah. into the hotel. She's also yeah. reacting to that as well. That's true. That's true. Well, the reason I brought that up was because I feel like we have two new kind of, I don't know if they're like ominous, but they're very like TBD on you know if they're good or bad characters, and that's the shaman and the dancer. So I feel like you know potentially this drama could have multiple bad people, the stepmom being once and these two people being another, but. What do you guys think about them? Do you think they're here to, like, help the situation? Do you think they're here to, like, I don't know. Like, do you think they're also cursed, potentially, with the same thing as Rabbit? Like, what are you guys' thoughts on them? Any any predictions there? I don't know why, but I'm not thinking that Shaman and Dancer are in the same group. Like, yes, they, oh, we had that okay. run-in scene where she was dancing. Yeah. But I think Dancer is going to be linked with Turtle because of the flowers that she brought. Mm. Remember, he was like... Yeah, like someone else I loved, loved these flowers or something. Right. Yeah. And then I think Shaman, my guess is Shaman from his, one of his past lives, he's also one of them. I think mm. he knows um, Rabbit from one of her past lives. Interesting. Andy, what do you think? Good yeah, people, I think bad it's people? either one or the other. I think it's either a Shaman that's like, oh, maybe this is evil spirit in this, like, this or our spirit in, the, in this girl's body. It's different. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's sensing her chi or is different or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. it, what Brandon said is he's like maybe also a reincarnated person who recognized her in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they can go either way at that point, too. It's too early to tell if they're yeah. bad, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm just curious who, like, the true bad guy's gonna be in this you know because i feel like with fantasy dramas there's usually like a pretty strong bad person just to balance out some of the crazy stuff that can happen but maybe this one's just the stepmom and everyone else is just well, kind the of dad stuck too, in this. the dad too is probably yeah. could be a bad person because <clears throat> we know he's not yeah, like a really yeah. nice guy he's he's pretty he's pretty mean 
True. You, although someone messaged on Insta and they said that in the webtoon, the dad actually never cheated on the mom. So that's something they added into the K drama, and they're like, it was kind of random. And I agree, but I don't know if that's going to change kind of the, the, the dynamics a little bit, but we'll see. This is going to sound cheesy, but like, I don't need a baddie behind the baddie for this drama. Oh, to I agree. me, the, the real baddie is just life. How do you fate. break the, the reincarnation yeah. situation? For her to just be able to spend some time with Selha, you know? Yeah, that's And true. if the fact that she died was because of the mom, like, that's that's the level of baddie that I need. Nothing more than that. Fair enough, fair enough. What did you guys think about the scene where she thinks that she is able to tell her mom, but then it turns out that she's just uh, imagining it? Because Jenny was a crying mess. Okay, I was crying because I thought her and her mom actually had a reunion and I was like, oh, this is so sad, so emotional. But then when it was like she was actually just dancing by herself, I immediately, like my tears like got sucked back into my eyeballs. I was like, whoa, <laughs> like that was kind of weird. Like I don't know how I feel about but that. Doesn't that make it even more powerful? No, it's sadder, but it was also like kind of creepy. It was a little scary. I was like, oh. She's when she was dancing like, in the street. Yeah, yeah, and then she's like, you know, caressing the face, but there's like, it's just the air. And I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. But it was sad. It was sad. Annie, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I just in general, the show, I, I do agree with Brandon says, like, I'm kind of more watching the show because of the trauma experience, and I want them to mm. focus more on the trauma building stuff. And that's what I am intrigued about the show, about like, how are you going to deal with this um, reincarnation aspect and then all the other re- romantic relationships in, in general and how are they going to move on with like all these like deaths and whatnot yeah yeah i don't sure. know this one though for me and this will be i guess a good segue into king the land i like that we have a solidified second lead that is also carrying their weight because i'm just as interested um and then i just feel like there's a little bit more depth to each character's backstory that we're getting so I'm yes. hoping that we get the similar stuff for King the Land. But how has it been for you, Jenny? Oh, I mean, I really like this drama. I think I, I'm i just a sucker for big fantasies and like the intertwined fates and all that. And I don't know, like I've been okay with the explanations. I do still feel um, I could do more with the why does rabbit love turtle aspect. So I think like if they could keep diving into that that'd also be great but i'm okay with how they're handling the like why didn't she go to other people in her lives thing like to me like it's okay like it's explained enough um the only one weird thing for me in this k-drama and it's like it's so minor but like i don't really like the background soundtrack and this is not the ost but this is like the the back i don't know how to explain it like the backtrack like the weird like sounds that they play when things are happening like yeah like the, of... the strong girl Tobongsu. yeah exactly stuff. exactly like when something is weird like it's supposed to be this goofy soundtrack or intense it's like intense soundtrack. to me all those soundtracks do not match the scene at all like it's really off-putting and i don't know if i'm the only one who's noticed that but like i that like really bothers me but it has nothing to do with the storyline the plot the actors like nothing it was just like the sound is weird, but that's the only thing that I haven't loved that much. <laughs> but right. those T's great. Final question to you and Andy. I feel like a lot of times you guys are asking, you know, oh, I want to know why Rabbit loves Turtle so much. But are you guys not intrigued to know, like, what is it about Rabbit in the 18th life that Turtle loved? Because Turtle was the one that was like, marry me. And at first he didn't even like her. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, he like it really impacted him, and it's so traumatizing when he's like, "I felt her body go cold on top of me." Yeah, that was a lot. I, I for me, I get the turtle side of things. It's just like your first love. It's like puppy love almost. Or right? it's like this girl who comes into your life, and she's so cool. She's so mature. She knows all these things, and she's also just so available to you when you're going through such a traumatic time in your life. So like, I was like. 100% okay with just maybe first love and just chalking it up to that mm. I think the reason why I needed more for why rabbit likes turtle is just because she's been alive or not alive but she's had so many lives that she's cycled through that it's like why did she choose this one guy to come back for and like you know yeah. she she really wanted to stay alive for him like what made him special because she'd gone through 18 lives already at that point Bandy, anything you want to add to that no, I agree with what you said. I think that's the main reason why I think um, I really don't care too much about the, the main couple. 
uh, at all <laughs> just because of her like her backstory and everything well like her backstory yeah. is interesting i want to know more about her backstory but the way they interact with one another is just a little bit too 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 weird for me uh, so, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> well, you're coming over for July 4th. I want to watch it with you, and maybe oh, we can just we'll strap him down. And be like, watch <laughs> like them. we have to convince Andy that it's cute and yeah, not cringy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> but, all right, let's uh, take this right into King the Land, Andy. You want to leave this? Cheers! So King the Land, episode 3 and 4. Just a quick recap for episodes 3 and 4. In episode 3, they basically do their photo shoot, their little like news segment, uh, and they get trapped on an island, and they spend the night in the island. Uh, basically, in episode 4, Yuna gets promoted to work in King the Land, and we also see that Juno starts to fall in love with Yuna. Uh, so, jumping... Oh, and then after that, Juno's sister starts to change the business around because they need to like meet revenue goals essentially jumping straight to that from the 19th life we do see also in this one that the romance is moving pretty quickly uh in episode three we do see that yuna is still dating her boyfriend but in episode four they did technically break up but juno already is falling in love for uh yuna right away in episode four of all these like swoon swoon scenes we did say last week that like we don't know if we wanted to move this forward what do you get what do you guys think so far about this romance i think it's whack <laughs> I don't understand how he can just randomly think that he he likes her so much when all he does is be mean to her and tell her. I think he said don't smile like 15 yeah. times in the last two episodes. If you want to talk about like no backstory or where did this love come from, <laughs> at least in the prior drama we were reviewing, they have a link that can explain it. But like, how do you explain this one? Yeah, I, uh, I, I really wanted to love this drama and I think it could still get there. But that was so fast. Like, literally, it was like she walks into the airport and she's glowing. And he's like, wow. And then after that, they have like a little drunk scene at the, you know, Airbnb little thing where, you know, he sees her smiling at a freaking uh, like a wind sail thing. And he's like, wow, cute. And then that's like he falls for her and he's like obsessed with her and like. He's like so into her her life. She he's even like looks into her employee records and finds her number. I was like, okay, if we're talking creepy, yeah, the, like the team dinner scene, yeah, that stuff. I was like, oh, this is cringy. And like, I don't know. Like, I know some people love like this type of dynamic, and I know it's just like maybe I'm a minority where I'm just like, this is this is out of nowhere, you know. So yeah, I. I'm not really loving it. But what about you, Andy? What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I think they are moving way too quickly. And especially in episode four where he's always like thinking about her. This is mm-hmm. usually a scene that you see in like maybe episode eight or nine. Right. Of, like, yeah. After some building. Yeah, after like, you know, they're always fighting and then there's like there's some moments, some some cute, like interesting moments, but it's not like fully cute. It's more like you know bickering moments and then he's like oh we were bickering her a lot um this is very this is huh maybe it's because i kind of like her kind of a thing mm-hmm. and then there's that one scene where his secretary comes in and was all like oh you act like a kid who just like who who pretends to, uh, to hate her but actually likes her kind of a thing so yeah mm-hmm. i agree i think it's moving pretty quick uh also he did see that like she had a boyfriend too and i was like oh how are they gonna play that scene out because technically she still was dating at that time um, but yeah, I, I agree with you guys. But I do think some of the scenes that they do have are pretty cute, um, especially like when they were on the island, uh, whatnot. I thought those were pretty cute scenes, even though it was moving pretty quickly. Yeah, I do think the island was cute. Like if they had taken that and had it just dragged on for a couple more, like that type of energy, right? Where they're yeah. like, you know, competing with each other and she's like off work. I don't have to treat you like you're my boss. Like that type of thing, like very enemies for now, but with the underlying tension, if they carried that on until like episode seven, like I would have been okay with it. But just the fact that it was like island tension and then immediately he's like head over heels. I was like, whoa, whiplash. You know? I also yeah. think their chemistry just isn't working for me because f- like the island scene to me had so much potential. Mm. But what I would have wanted was push and pull yeah mm-hmm. bickering bickering but then cutesy cutesy mm. then bickering bickering cutesy it was all annoying bickering mm. and he's just nagging her yeah he nagged and it's her. like dude why would she even like you i think the biggest thing too for me is like the reason why he nagged at her is for her smiling which to me is very like like privileged of him to nag at her mm-hmm. for yeah. and i think that's my biggest like issue it's like 
it's not like a legitimate flaw. Like she's doing this because she needs this job. Like this hotel sells itself on smiling and like, okay. It's a service job. Yeah, like I, mm-hmm. I understand go on that like you are the, you know, chairman. You have this trauma with the smiles. But like you can't berate this girl who's just trying to do her best to be successful in life for smiling. Like she doesn't owe anything to you. Like you need to stop being mean to her about that. Like that's just my biggest thing. Like if it was any other argument, it would have been cuter. But I was like, you're lucky enough to not have to fake a smile because you're the chairman's son, you know? Like that was mm-hmm. really annoying. Well, I have two issues with Kuwan's character. Number one, I feel like some of these dramas when you have the asshole persona for the CEO, Mm -hmm. what happens is, you know, he's super nice and kind everywhere else, but it's like, oh, just at work, he he is stern or whatever. Yeah. This guy is like this 24-7. He's even mean to, like, his secretary. And I just hate to compare, like, 19th Life, but, like, I love how the CEO and his secretary are the the best friends, you know? And it's just such a duality here where he's not nice to anyone. I don't get the sense that he truly even cares about the hotel. Mm. I don't get the sense that he cares for any of the other employees. He can't even, like, (laughs) do meetings and stuff like that. So it's like, you don't even care to be the chairman of this company. You only care about this girl now and you're only helping the team's, you know, sales goals just because of um, Hermes, you know, it's like she doesn't have that. And then the other side is I feel like he's making it hard for Hermes to succeed, like the photo shoot, like she's going to do better if the photo shoot happens. You you couldn't. You couldn't do one smile just for her. Yeah, I feel like well, I mean, at her that point, career's he gonna get affected. At that point, he wasn't in love with her yet, so he didn't really care about her at that point. I guess, but it's almost yeah. like isn't that just a good thing to do for somebody? I don't know. Like, I just feel like he. I think one of the things that Brandon touched on that I also am having a hard time seeing, and maybe Andy, if you see this, let us know, but I don't really get what his intentions are with the hotel. I originally thought that he was trying to take it over from his sister, but like, it doesn't seem like he has like a plan together. Like, if anything, the sister's not doing anything insanely wrong in my head. Like, when she was going I, around, hotel like... hotel should stay with the sister. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, you know, you mentioned, like, the sister's starting to, like, change the business around, cut people who are kind of unnecessary. And I was like, okay, that, like, sucks. But, like, at the same time, it, she's just being a businesswoman, and they haven't really portrayed her in, like, a... She's doing it, like, you know, for her personal reasons. It's just, like, she has very, very high standards. But, like, I don't see Joanne, like... Was it Guan or Guan? Guan, like he's not doing anything to I, like. I don't get what his goal is, but Andy, what what do you think it is? Well, I think yeah, I also agree. They don't really f- fully flesh out what he wants. I, all he wants is he wants to figure out what happened to his mother. That is his mm. ultimate goal, I believe. And mm-hmm. because her mother used to work at the hotel, we do see him like try to go through files and try to figure out like, wait, I can't like figure out. Why is this file missing kind of a thing? It's because mm-hmm. it's probably his, her mom's file. We have no idea what the mom did uh, at the hotel either. Uh, so it's yeah. like an ongoing like mystery that I think we're... The, I feel like the, the main backstory is we're trying to solve that mystery of what happened to the mom. Uh, mm-hmm. And then that's why he's always bickering with the sister because the sister was the one that broke the little watch and everything. Yeah. And the sister is kind of a dick uh, at the end of the day because she's kind of mean. Um, we do see that the sister is kind of heartless in business where she's always just pushing for sales. And like, for example, when she goes to each of the companies, she's like, oh, you're the best sales. You pump that up. Oh, you want to try to sell more things to uh, on the plane? Do more of that. So she all she cares about the business. And it sounds like she's not very personable with the rest mm-hmm. of the uh, with all the workers. Whereas we do see that in Juno, we see that in his business meeting, he's like, oh, talking talk about incentives and whatnot. So like it sounds like he is trying to be a little bit more personable uh, in that aspect, but um, I think we're still trying to like f- discover what is going on there as well. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. I think another thing too is just like I don't like. There's not a lot of super super likable characters in this show for me. There's a lot of people who are just like really rude. Like that one sales manager. Like she's. I think she's supposed to be funny, but I just find her very like off putting. Are and, you sales like, manager? Are you talking about um, Hermes's boss? Yeah, her old boss before yeah, she I, moved to the King of the Land side. I was yeah. like, she's kind of like whatever. Like she's not that funny. And even like uh, Guan's secretary, I was kind of like, he was okay at first, but now he's just like complaining just like i don't know he's like getting caught up in the middle but he's not like that like cool for me either and like i don't know i think um 
Hermes's like little friend group. Like those girls are like great, and I like them. But yeah, I just a lot of people just are so like nasty, and they're like not very nice people. Yeah. And I'm like, is it because you all work at this hotel and you have to fake smiles all the time? Is that what we're trying to get at? But that's been like a little bit off putting in general. Yeah, I think for Kuan. If he's really going to base his entire persona off of his mommy issues, then the show should very quickly dive into that ASAP. Because otherwise, I just feel like he's starting to become an unlikable character. Yeah, Andy, what do you think? Do you still like um, Chuno slash Kuan as a character, or are you, like do you feel like he has a past right now in your book, right? For like what he's yeah, done I think to... right now I'm I'm okay uh-huh. with with him right now. Uh, I do am kind of sad that like he's really falling with her that quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I'm okay with his like angsty personality because uh, he's playing the chebble uh, personality, and I understand where he's coming from from I guess a chebble perspective. I guess right, he's not right. supposed to be like a nice, likable character right now. I'm assuming he's gonna change in the next couple episodes. Um, but I also agree with what you said, Jenny. I feel like every single character in the show seems to have like a nasty attitude going on. Um, mm-hmm. ev- like every scene, we go to the next scene, and then like. It's like, why is everyone so mean to each other? Why can't you just be nice? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> especially seriously. to, like, you, there's only three nice characters in the show, and it's just Yuna and her group of friends. That's basically yeah. the nice people. <laughs> like Even the... the friends, like, mother, or, like, mother-in-law or auntie or whoever came over to her house yeah. is, like, eating all her food. Even they were mean. I was like, these are, like, random characters. Why yeah. are even they annoying? <laughs> the side characters. Yeah, and, mean. like, her husband, I feel like he's probably cheating on her. Like, he's up to yeah. something no good. I'm like, Give me some, like, likable people, you know? Yeah. Why is it, like, these three girls against the entire world right now? I feel like those three characters are what's driving the show for me. I care yeah. more about them, and mm-hmm. I, I want the friendship. focus to be a little bit more on them because I just don't see any chemistry for anyone else so far. Yeah. There's, I, I still don't know who the solidified second lead is unless it's supposed to be Hermes's friend with the male steward. The steward is couple. Steward or stewardess? So, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I feel bad because the show kind of fell off pretty hard for me after one and two. Just because of how quickly it's going. I I agree with that. But I feel like there's a chance to bring it back. There is. I I don't think this was like, oh, okay, we're at the point of no return. I think two and three definitely were not as fun as one and two for me. Just because one and two was such a strong start. But I can see it bringing back as long as they kind of slow the roll, make people better, change people up a little bit, and I think we can we can get back on track. But my million-dollar question is, okay, I clearly don't understand how Kwon randomly fell in love with Hermes, but if it's just because she's beautiful, then I 100% agree. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. what is it going to be about Kwon that makes Hermes fall in love yeah. with you know, or makes Hermes fall in love with him. Because if that's also just a very superficial thing, I'm like, wow, there's no substance to this then. Mm, I, you know, I don't know <laughs> from like my perspective. Like, I don't know what he brings to the table for her. Like if I were in her shoes, like this guy has just kind of like put me in a tough place from like a work perspective, right? Like he, even with the, um, the live streaming, you know, she had to like make up a bunch of stuff on the spot to cover up for him. And then like with the whole, um, team dinner thing that was just so like uncomfortable. And then like, you know, he's like kind of like messaging her by looking into her personal files. Like that's also kind of creepy. He's like, I called you. Why didn't you call me back? Yeah. And I was like, whoa, what the heck? And she's like, I don't have access to your files. Why would I know that's your number? You know, like that was all just a little bit off-putting. But we got the iconic rain uh, umbrella scene at the end. Um, Don't know how they both showed up there. (laughs) But we did get that. So maybe it's like, you know, she's having a tough time because her boyfriend was just really terrible and they broke up and he didn't even understand that so you know you have this strapping hot ceo guy who's maybe better but dude but she he treats her even sometimes even worse (laughs) than the boyfriend was at least he can make time for her i don't know andy what do you think what do you think about yeah I, i think that the ending scene was i thought the end scene was pretty cute i think uh they both go to that same spot because that is their their like safe spot of yeah when they're feeling sad they go on top of the hill and they look over Seoul. Uh, and it's cute that they like because we saw in episode two as well they were also at the mm. same spot oh uh, that's true yeah. that's true yeah, yeah. so uh, I, I thought that was kind of cute that they go and he's all like you know be, being his snobby attitude why are you at my spot kind of a thing I was like mm-hmm. oh that's kind of cool yeah. is it that's cool Andy <laughs> you would say that to someone 
No, it could not me, but as watch as a viewer watching this K drama. I know, I know. The way we're, that, we're the way. even that was like mean. I'm like, gosh, she's crying, dude. Be like nice for once. That's just his attitude. That's just the way his his character is. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. All right, well, Andy, I feel like Brandon and I have said uh, like some negative things about this K drama, but are you liking it overall? Do you feel like this is still on track for you? Do you feel like it took a dip? Like, what what are you feeling about this one? Yeah, I think it definitely did take a dip from episode three and four. Um, I'm not as interested as I was in episode one and two. Def- that's for sure. I'm still mm-hmm. intrigued to see where it's going to go. I do like the di- dynamic, the interactions between Juno and Yuna. I think there's it's very like hot and heavy, uh, hot ooh, and opposite, ooh. not hot and heavy, hot hot and like <laughs> icy. That's the term I wanted. To say. Oh, hot I and icy. You know, very very hot opposites. and cold. Hot and cold. Yeah, yeah. I'm. There's just. The one thing too is the nasty attitude by all the characters makes me a little bit sad. I want to yeah. see more happiness uh, between mm-hmm. everything else, and then like the dad just feels very like mean as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm not yeah. as looking forward to watching the show. But I, if at the end of the day, if I had to choose a show to watch, I think I would still prefer to watch this one uh, over Nineteenth uh, Life. Yeah, gotcha, I can get gotcha. that though. Like yeah. this one still is a light-hearted K drama that is easy to watch. You know, we're just being nitpicky here because we have a podcast, but mm-hmm. it is very fun to watch. And my mom is on your side, Andy. Like <laughs> my mom loves King the Land. She didn't like Nineteenth Life, but. Like I was talking to Terry about it, he's the exact opposite. He's like he stopped watching King of the Land completely. Oh, did he really? But he loves Nineteen Life. Oh wow, that's funny. So there's something for everyone. Yeah, it's all for good sure, content. For sure. Well, it's all good, and I feel like we're in a good little era of K dramas. Like I truly am looking forward to watching both of these shows, and I do think they both have a lot of potential for me. Like I don't think King of the Land is like off my book for sure. Like I still think that the premise is good. I just need the main guy to shape up a little bit and I'm going to get right behind it. So um, I'm so excited that these are the two K-dramas we're reviewing. I will say the biggest prediction stuff is actually in King the Land because they've set up the entire damn show based off what happened to his mom. Oh, but yeah. like, what are you guys, what could have happened? I don't know. Do you guys think she's alive? Yeah, we don't even know. Like, is she alive? Yeah. Is she, did she used to, like, did she used to be working at this hotel? Was she like a manager? Was she the CEO? Dude, we really don't know anything about this mom. Why did we have to, like, cut her under wraps of, like, literally cut her entire file on her life? And how does he, he not know what happened to her he mom? He knows right? nothing. Yeah. But the mom is, like, outside of the marriage, right? I don't even know. We don't, we don't even know. Was she a mistress? Was she actually a, the wife? The official wife? We don't even know anything about that either. Yeah. Well, Kuwon's mom is not the sister's mom. Yes, but we don't know that he didn't just remarry this mm-hmm. new woman. You know? Oh, yeah. And then the, the second wife is also gone? gone. What happened to the first wife? I don't know. So but many questions. <laughs> I, I do think they need to give us more answers. Because right now, it just seems like his mom disappeared one day, yeah. left the family. And it's like, if that's the case, you know, maybe go look for her. Like, do something about it. Go on. Like, I don't know. Like, we need a heavier issue here than just your mom decided to get into a car and drive away. And you don't know what to do about it, you know? If the, it was truly that, the dad could just tell him that and it would just solve everything your mom did not want to be a part of this family she left you and me and she's gone yeah that's it end the story yeah but it's clearly not that because he is so adamant about not telling him everything why'd you just be that (laughs) (laughs) and he's like i just wanted to protect you from a, a heartache yeah I don't know. I don't know. Andy, you don't got nothing. I thought you'd have a good prediction. <laughs> no, I don't really have anything. Oh, damn. Yeah, fair All enough. All right. All righty. Well, this is fun. Um, I think these two K-dramas are still really fun. So we'll, we'll keep an eye out for new ones coming through. But, you know, we're actually getting through these pretty quick. There's only eight episodes left of See You My 19th Life. And then there is 12 of King the Land. So... You know, in a, in a month, we're going to need some new stuff to watch. Yeah, so listeners, let us know if there's anything else coming up that you want us to pick up. Jenny, socials? Yeah, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Punch a Playlist. Check out our Ko-Fi, Patreon. Patreon is where we have our extra Patreon-only episodes. And if you want to support us in a no-cost way, please leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Andy, please sign us up. This is the Punch a Playlist, and we're out. Bye.